Hello? Idea Factory giveaway! Hello? Hello? A guest guided mapping expedition to the borders of human creativity! Hello? Here we are. We are we're going to be attacked. Uh, and, and you know what? It's it was, it was We're being attacked by a rowboat. <laughs> Uh, welcome, welcome to the show. Uh, I'm John, and this is all my fault. I'm Besha, and that was actually not my fault because John's the one who put that article about how to make people in your multiplayer game crazy <laughs> in his weekly newsletter, where I read it and started just hello. <laughs> Once you do it, you can't stop. You can't. <laughs> I I would actually. I mean, I haven't been following. So for those of you who uh, who don't know, uh, it's it is a it is a strategy for getting people to attack you in the pirate game Sea of Thieves, and it seems to have a one hundred percent success rate. That's that's what the author right? of that article said. What I want to know is whether there are there have been copycats, like like if if it's like sort of like metastasized throughout Sea of Thieves culture, and now just everybody is just attacking as indeed that author's crew feared <laughs> yes exactly oh my God. and in fact they were like do not do this do not <laughs> fuck you don't do this it'll be everybody's the, it's the meme of sea of these playing to the meta just means hellwowing people <laughs> I, it makes me want to like i wish i just i wish that i had time to play games yeah because i that that is something that i would definitely want to check out if i could are you too, A-B test. too dad for games now? I really, I really am. Oh, no. I really am, yes. Uh, listeners, those of you who have been with us for a while may recognize the voice on the other end of the line. It is our excellent, excellent friend, Kate. Hello? Um, <laughs> Hi, it's me. I'm Kate. Hello? <laughs> oh, Hi, guys. Hi. Yes. How would you describe yourself, Kate, besides our friend? I, I am a, a, a transplanted Bay Area person. I used to know y'all in person, and now I don't. It's very sad. Because I live in Southern California. Uh, it's true. To make video games. Damn right you do. For those of you who are listening for the first time, welcome. Here's what's going on. We're Over sorry. a decade, I built up an unedited archive of ideas, 800 strong and still growing. And now my friends get to dig through it to see if there's anything interesting, funny, potentially lucrative, or litigiously high risk in there. If you hear one and you agree it's good, take it and run. I just want credit. And I want a cut. Kate, you... I think this is probably... I, I'm going to guess maybe your third... It's either your third time or your fifth time through the through the archive. Um, I might be in the middle. Might be my fourth time through the archive. Oh, incredible. There's some buck wild stuff in here, my dude. <laughs> <laughs> so to have absolute madness happening I, this, I in this sheet. What, what was, what's the first thing that you found? Uh, well, let's start with line 682. Distributed citizen drone cops. John, I gotta say, that sounds like a really bad idea. <laughs> yeah, I, oh, wow. I think that uh, it probably was. It would, 
Is there anything in the notes field for that one? <laughs> no, it's blank. It's so I really wanted to ask you about field. it. What was your idea here? It's under civic. Know. It's under civic, no. so it's not a money-making venture. Okay. At least there's that. Okay. Distributed. John's not advocating for profit. You, you know what? Citizen I, drones. Here's okay. This is the oh, this and this is the only implementation that I can think of now. Is the problem that happens where black people get murdered by the cops all the time, mm-hmm. right? Uh huh. And it's always down to having footage from the cops' body cam, mm-hmm. uh-huh. which of course the cops can fuck with. Mm-hmm. But uh-huh. we also know that people off. in general are nosy, mm-hmm. and. Like, a lot of them have a lot of free time on their hands. Ah. What if it were possible to just, like, if the, if, the, if you could just um, have, like, essentially, like, drone cameras that could be logged into by, uh, I don't know, uh, let, let's say a, a network of people, you would just call them... Uh, the public. The, uh, the public. <laughs> let's say. That any interested individual could choose to commandeer one of these drone cams and pilot it down public streets like that they would be geofenced so that they could only exist or or and the, and their cameras could only point at like public stuff like so that if you try to point it into the window of an apartment let's mm-hmm. say the the camera just deactivates right mm. so that it, it's only on public streets and you know i mean like the the chances of you encountering some uh, cops perpetrating some bullshit is low but if there were a lot of these drone cams and a lot of people who wanted to pilot them, maybe they would end up like, in effect, patrolling zones that are known to be high risk in terms of cop bullshit. Mm. And maybe that would, you know what I mean? Like, you could like, they would essentially be like a set of, of, like, security cameras on the street for people to watch for cops doing nasty Bullshit. I feel like the risks I'm here are very here. high for <laughs> yeah. to be to be turned I'm... for ill, John. And I don't know. I don't know that additional surveillance is really the way to go. Yeah, it's true. It's true. I'm 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 thinking about uh, all of the upskirt photography that will be happening. Oh, oh my god, that didn't even occur to me. Hmm, I don't like uh, that. Stalking people, literally. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. Cops compromising by dragging people onto private property to mm. shoot them. Mm. Cops getting things to slap the drones, drones down with. Mm-hmm. Now I'm picturing a cop in full blue uniform with a broom in his hand <laughs> chasing after one of them like fuck you quadcopter which or is just hilarious. even like a um what what are those science fictional little bombs you set off that EMP. destroy emp yeah yeah yes. you just emp in whole area and just drones wave yeah. rain from the sky um a tv be gone for drones <laughs> yeah exactly Shit. these are all valid objections and i <laughs> <laughs> I just, just I want to call up past John and be like past John please please explain. I don't yeah no and this is the best the present John can do to explain past John because past John did not fucking put anything into notes. I, would, okay. I mean, it's possible that there's a better implementation that existed in my mind whenever it was I did this. Is there okay on does this line have uh, a date associated with it? It doesn't. It doesn't. 
There's wow. there's literally nothing except the category, which is civic, and the idea. Fuck. All right. That means it's really old then. Like it's because there was a point old. at which I started logging the date on which Might they entered the spreadsheet before we all got horribly disillusioned with the surveillance state. That's possible. <laughs> that would have had to be a while ago. <laughs> I know, I know. Some of us were more disillusioned than others. Indeed. Or earlier. Indeed. Yeah. I, uh, I got, I got nothing. I got nothing. That's the best I can do. Well, I like where your heart's at, John. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Excellent. What, uh, what else? What else let's, have you found? Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Okay. Reboot the future. Notes. You can jump ahead in time 1,024 years, which is oddly specific, but going back kills you. <laughs> oh, this was an well, idea for a story I had. 24 oh. is, is a power of two. Yes, right? it is. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I, I had, yeah, I had this idea where like, uh, it's like a society invents time travel, right? Okay. But they realize that it's, it's, it's only... Uh, it's only one way because they send somebody into the future and then uh, they bring him back and he survives just long enough to tell him everybody is dead and then he dies. <laughs> so, so it's like, oh, okay, shit. So, what, like, what? So, like, they basically figure out that they can send like a certain amount of of either volume or mass into the future. Okay. And it's it's their attempt to kind of just like reseed the future with whatever it is they can think of. And like uh it, I mean it's possible that <laughs> that's about as far as I got. <laughs> I mean I like that. Okay. What what could have caused all the humans to die? Wait, is it just humans or is it like everything? Is it like heat death of the universe situation? I, I think it was that actually was something that I had not yet figured out. I knew that it was going to be like a hideous dark secret that, you know, like uh, that gets revealed halfway through the book or whatnot, but I didn't know what it was yet uh, because, the, you know, the function of this spreadsheet was simply to store ideas and not for me to elaborate on them. Oh, but, boy. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, but, uh, I think that it was, it was like, a, like a total biome kill, like something, mm. something hideous mm. happened. I have a book recommendation for both of you. Ooh. You know I love a book recommendation. It is The Heavens by Sandra Newman. Okay. Ooh, I haven't is, heard of that. Okay, let me... It is... First of all, I follow down. her on Twitter, and she's fantastic. But also, it is... It has some things in common with this. Not a, not a lot. It's, it's about a woman in our own time who, when she sleeps, dreams herself into the life of a woman in the 17th century. Oh. Who meets Shakespeare. Huh. Oh, my God. And every time she alters things in that time, the future that she wakes up in is a little worse. <laughs> oh, fuck! <laughs> and, I'm, and it's honestly a tiny bit of a spoiler to say that, is that I, don't re- I didn't realize it at first. Uh-huh. And our own world is like more than halfway through the, the her steering history into the darkest fucking timeline. <laughs> oh my god. But it's also beautifully written, and I think you would both enjoy it very much. Nice. Is she trying to fix things, and they just get progressively worse as she meddles? I don't or... want to spoil it. Okay, okay, okay. That's fair. Look on Mesh's face. <laughs> oh no, I wish I could see. I am, I am into it. I'm it's, into it's beautifully it. written, but it reminds me of that a little. It's that iterative kind of like, well, let's try one more change. <laughs> oh no. Well, they're still coming back dead. Amazing. <laughs> oh man. I mean, that's super interesting. T- uh, time loops are having a moment. Right? Cultural yeah. moment? Yeah. You guys gotta play The Outer Wilds. Not the game I'm working on. It's an indie game. It's incredible. 
Oh my god. The Outer Wilds? Yes, yes. Mm. So you, you're a little alien in a little spaceship, and you're exploring the mysteries of the universe, and as you as you do that, your sun explodes, and then you get sent 22 minutes back in time, and you, you wake up and you get to explore again. It's Oh, fuck. The well, fucking best. Minutes worth. John, you would love it so much. I know you don't have time for games, but like... It's so good. Oh, God. <laughs> and it actually has a fantastic ending and just a lot of heart. And you would love the the precursor aliens that you find the writings of. It's just good shit. Oh, it sounds so awesome. God it, damn it. Those fucking space banjos. You need to wait for your kid to grow up enough that you can just ignore him and play video games. I suppose. Is this game by any chance on Switch? No, it's just Xbox and PC. Okay, yeah, that's fair. Yeah, I mean, because I'm, I'm trying to, like, at some point, I feel like a Switch might be in my future. Oh, for sure. Be- because it's a small screen that I can mm-hmm. just kind of keep to myself that he doesn't need to necessarily look at. Mm-hmm. I figured that might be a thing, but I, I, I don't know. I, I honestly foresee a future where I get my gaming done while he naps. Yeah. But right now, all, all of my, uh, like, currently that space is reserved for me taking a shower and doing actual work. Sure, yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, I have to cram. I cram a lot into those two hours. It is uh, so, sometimes it lasts longer than two hours, but it's unpredictable. So you know, yeah, I, I, I do what I can with what I have, and you know, eventually, eventually, maybe I can, maybe, maybe video games can come back into my life. What is what is next on the list? There's so many that are just like, what could this mean? But also things that currently exist, which is my favorite. It's like, oh, John, you called the future there. Like falafel patties for veggie burgers, like that 100% exists. Oh, yeah. Awesome. (laughs) Um, Was that an immediate invention? Like, you know... Um, or did it take a while for um, for you know vegetarian or vegan cuisine to be like, wait a minute, falafels? I'm pretty much yeah, as delicious. sure as like white vegans figured out that falafel existed. They were like, fuck, we're gonna make a burger out of it. <laughs> like a hundred percent. That would be my first thought. White vegans, fuck, I'm gonna make a burger out of this. They, they'll try it. I won't put it past them. They'll try anything. Buff wild folks. Excellent. Um. <laughs> Let's see. What about... Okay, this is under the party category. Quarterly bacon-based holidays. Okay. I I realize that we're over bacon as a culture bacon now. Bacon is. But uh, I... I mean, this, this spreadsheet is well over a decade old. Oh, my God. So there was a point at which bacon was still a thing, and I... I'm fairly certain this must have been it. Um, and I, I I don't know what it is. I have this obsession with quarterly holidays. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like they should just happen more frequently. And I feel like this is one of them. I th- because, okay, we have... I I am of the firm belief that every quarter currently does have... Or every every quarter. <laughs> every Q1 through Q4. Every season. <laughs> every season has, has a Thanksgiving, right? Falls is actual Thanksgiving. Winters is the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Uh, springs is Memorial Day. Mm-hmm. Um, and Summer uh, Summers is July 4th. Oh, okay. Yeah. Right. Okay. Right. Like I was thinking Labor Day for some reason. And, but yeah, yeah but every days. every one of them, you know, like like it's it's, a, it's an excuse for you to get together with your pals and eat a bunch of food. Yeah. Why not insert another set of four that were only based around bacon? Was hmm. I, that that had to have been the idea? Yeah. 
2009 me is all over this. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no, I like this. I feel like, yeah, this is this is harkening back to a John of the past. It's making me, it's making me homesick. I like it. So is it like you're just celebrating different foods you can make with bacon? Or is this like, you know, in spring we, we do bacon beverages and... Um, <laughs> In the winter, we do bacon baked goods, and yeah. Thanksgiving we reserve just for the savory bacon breakfast foods. Oh, the traditional. I, I like that. I don't know if I can get down with bacon beverages. Listen, um, I, I, there's there's been some beverage conversation on this podcast that is yeah, worse than that. I don't think you have any room to talk about <laughs> sketchy beverages. <laughs> It's true. It's true. It's true. You're right. See, I was thinking of the bacon-based holidays as being more like, you know, the feast of the Annunciation of the Bacon. Oh. To St. Marcus at the Larder or whatever. Oh, I like that, too. You know? Well, why not have two of each? We'll have, like, like the, sp- <laughs> sure. the spring. Sure. Just load them up. The sp- load up on the bacon holidays. The, yeah, the spring and the fall one could be the feast of yada yada. Mm-hmm. And then the... Um, the uh, the the summer and the winter Perpetua ones. of the unsullied pork belly. <laughs> I love it. I, I think that I, this could still be investigated. I think that you know now that the bacon craze has died down considerably, I think that we could at least go with maybe one. How about one bacon day? Sure. That maybe takes place. I don't know when would be the best time to do it. I feel like winter is already crammed full of holidays. February. Holidays. Yeah, I feel like bacon is definitely a a lonely month food. (laughs) (laughs) It's like I'm about ready to give up. (laughs) Yes. The feast of Saint Catherine the Solitary. Perfect. (laughs) Sometime in February. We're vibing. I love it. Yes. Excellent. (laughs) February nineteenth. February nineteenth. Oh, that's good. Yeah, it's it's like just long enough. Uh, after Valentine's Day, um, for like, you know, for you to still feel the sting of Valentine's yeah. Day, mm-hmm. um, but but yet we don't want to get together with folks. You're past the drinking phase. Yep. <laughs> You've moved on into acceptance. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Excellent. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What um, what else? What else is in there? So I'm curious about your take on this one because based on the timestamp, this was created in. 2016, it's on-demand movie theater baby care, Ooh. which, as an experienced baby haver, it's true. You have an it's opinion true. on yes. you. Okay, yeah, it's. I mean, the on-demand part would be difficult, but basically, what I imagined was um, there is a zone somewhere inside the movie theater building that it's it's like that like the playground that's built into the IKEA, mm-hmm. where like oh, you short. can just plop a baby for a couple hours while you go watch your movie. Mm-hmm. And honestly, I still think it's kind of a good idea. I mean, why not make it a feature of all public buildings? <laughs> oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, no, there we I laugh because it's genius. <laughs> Fuck, I don't know. Childcare in the BART station while you wait for BART. (laughs) Did I read that article about playgrounds every... No, it wasn't an article. It was a Twitter thread, and it wasn't through here, but it was about the ubiquity of playgrounds in Berlin, where they're required if you build a housing unit with more than six units to include a playground of some kind. And sometimes they're really simple. But it means that, like, you're out running chores, your kid is being nuts... You can just, like, look around, and there's probably something within a couple blocks where you can let them burn off some steam. Fascinating. Yeah. 
which is not the same as like on-demand childcare and having mm-hmm. someone staff it. Right. But like. But still, that's a great idea. I, see, I, I think I, I know. I like this. Of put uh, this idea of putting childcare everywhere. Yeah. Because it Seriously. would generate a lot of jobs. Yeah. It would generate jobs. It would make it easier for people to work. That also. Parents to work. Yes. And have lives. I mean, because I definitely see a lot of parents. Uh, you know, in in the course of my, I, I I have baby vision now. Like mm-hmm. anytime I'm, I'm out somewhere, and I'm like I see a stroller. I'm like, oh, there, there goes another one. That's a baby. <laughs> that right there is a baby, and I know this because I have a baby, and I know what yeah. they look like. Yes. <laughs> Spot them from a mile away now. Those babies. <laughs> There's... I can smell their little pheromones and sour milk smell. <laughs> I uh, I'm not sure that Quentin ever had that sour milk smell though. I'm sure that he did. Mavis would know better than I. The would. The really chubby ones. Mavis um, gets in the folds. Mavis developed oh a superpower God. that she still has. Mm-hmm. She's got Wolverine nose, basically. Mm-hmm. Like she can smell things that this, I. This yeah. is a thing that happens in pregnancy for some people. During pregnancy, certainly, mm-hmm. but she still has it. Like, and I don't know if it will ever go away. Pregnancy does horrifying things. <laughs> it does. It's true. It does. Okay, so the, there was this whole Twitter thread about it, mm. which I apologize if I've mentioned it before on the podcast or if I'm going to horrify you, but it was people piling on with physical changes that they had or hadn't expected. Mm-hmm. And oh, a common no. one was tooth decay because your body leaches calcium no! to feed the fetus, mm. right? It's just, it's just that your teeth are weaker and more susceptible to cavities. Oh, no. oh. oh my god! But oh. someone else uh-huh. said that her sister grew a new set of wisdom teeth. No! And her sister was like, this isn't physically possible. And her doctor was like, you know, weird things happen. <laughs> your body gets a lot of... Lot of it's a lot of ideas. A lot of messengers go in different ways. Yeah, That's oh, so wow. fucked up. That's right? hideous. Right? Wow. Oh, So I can absolutely believe an enhanced sense of smell, and she's fucking lucky that that's the thing. (laughs) And it's not a whole new set of wisdom teeth. Oh, my God. (laughs) Well, on that note, what's what's next on the spreadsheet? (laughs) Oh, my God. Okay, this one's just a callback. It's a video to explain UTCFB, which is Ultimate Team Cardboard Fortress Battle, something I have not thought about probably since 2008. Which is 11 years ago. <laughs> yes. Yes. That's probably the last... I mean, like, I don't even remember the last time I organized a game of it, which was probably that long ago, yeah. because it turns out that as we age, our bodies... Are uh, less... Fall apart. Yes. Capable of sustaining yes. two hours of ultimate... Yes. Well, you, ex- can you explain the rules for the, the people at home? Ultimate Team Cardboard Fortress Battle is a game that I invented where uh, you have to have a minimum of 10 to 20 people to play. And each person, so you declare uh, a date and a time and a place. Um, and everybody who wants to play needs to bring the following things. A white t-shirt, a black t-shirt, a colored t-shirt, and as many flat boxes as they can carry. And uh, a few of them need to carry uh, also a few rolls of masking tape. Everybody shows up. Um, you take all of the boxes and you make them 3D and you split the boxes into two piles. And then you split the people into two teams. Each team gets a, a pile of boxes and a flag. And uh, then uh, and they're given, we split the masking tape in half and everybody gets the masking tape. And you build a fort and you hide the flag in the fort. And then at some point the signal is given and you have to run to the other team's fort and tear it apart. And steal their flag, fucking flag, and bring it back to the ruins of to the center of the ruins of your fort. (laughs) 
And the first team to do that wins. And the way that you prevent people from doing this is that you have to tackle them to the ground. Seat also. Yes, yes. There's plenty of trickery, but also you have to tackle them and hold their shoulders uh, face up to the ground for a count of one, two, three. Which was that was the battle part. And I'm surprised looking back on it how few like. Long-term Severe injuries were sustained injuries. in the because mm-hmm. like, I, I like I declared a I, we I think that I oversaw at least somewhere between like five to seven games of this over the years and mm-hmm. it was always great but it was oh, always yeah. just barely controlled chaos. Oh, that's the best part. It's absolutely just barely <laughs> controlled chaos. I think I played twice, and both times it was like utter madness. <laughs> just like swimming through a sea of cardboard while like bodies are flying past you. I and, Like ducking I, and weaving. <laughs> <laughs> it was, it was, I, also, because, uh, because I knew that it was going to be co-ed from the start, I placed no restrictions on the number of combatants that you could have like face off like it didn't have to be necessarily one on one like if you wanted mm-hmm. to you could have like a kill team of three people so uh, if for example you had people who were tended to be smaller and have less upper body strength right. they could band together and yes. get the shit out of someone yes or if you had like a one dude who's arms were as thick as most people's thighs you you needed like five people just to yeah. keep him contained which was which was a thing uh, <laughs> that happened i uh like yeah but it was great it was always great and the the, the thing that i've sort of like been kind of like i you do, like you background process things i tend to background process things oh, and yeah. um i've been thinking about a like a system for playing this game now under current body conditions where you don't have to necessarily tackle people and i think that i've got it worked out but i don't want to say quite yet because you know. Well, then your idea can be adapted to oh. a video explaining the new rules. Yes, it's true. It's true. I think that I've got it, um, but you know, maybe we'll wait until the next time we have Kate on, and uh, I will have more fully baked it, and we can we can talk about it then. But yeah, so this idea was basically just a video that I wanted to put up. So I wanted to make and put on YouTube that was just sort of like explaining the rules of the game and how to set one up. So that, you know, future generations could benefit from my wisdom. I envision this being narrated in a very perky style with fun sound effects like... (laughs) Oh man, you gotta do it now. You just proved you're the best person for the job. Is smiling broadly as they're pounded into a bloody powder. (laughs) I, uh, yeah, no, I agree with Kate. Basha, I think you've just volunteered yourself for the role. Excellent. This Excellent. is how I'll finally break into the uh, voice acting biz. <laughs> You'd be perfect for it. Thanks. I agree. Thank you, Kate. I agree. Do we have, I think we have time for at least one or two more. Mm-hmm. This one is, this is like the fun version of the first one. Um, search and rescue drone swarms. Yeah. Ooh. How would that one work? I think this is a recent one. Uh, yeah. I mean, uh, basically like, you know, when you have... Yeah, okay, I think... (laughs) There's no notes on this one either, it's just just that title. I mean, I I see the application for drones in Search and Rescue because they can get into a lot of terrain that's difficult to get people and dogs into. Yes. Why swarms? Because it's always better to have Have more. Like, I... (laughs) Girls like swarms of lizards, right? (laughs) What? (laughs) Wait, John, John, what? (laughs) It's a, it's a, it, it's a, it was a screen cap. It's a Futurama meme. 
<laughs> Where like mm. Fry is in a pet store <laughs> and he's got he's yeah. like looking at a at a terrarium full of lizards. <laughs> Girls <laughs> like swarms of lizards, right? Yeah. I mean I yeah, I would I I don't remember which episode it's from offhand. But yeah, I just I just feel like things are always better in swarms. And especially yeah. if you're looking for something. Yeah. You know? Uh, or yeah, someone. Swarm like drums. why not? Yeah. I, I think this is predicated on the on the notion of, of there being either cheap or easily reproducible drones. Yeah. So that, like, you like it doesn't matter if there's, like, a thousand of them, because they only cost, like, ten bucks a piece to make. Well, nano-swarm right? that transmits the... That, that, that you can render a 3D oh. model of the environment. Mm. I, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can model a 3D environment with enough... <laughs> yeah. With image drones. Right. But they have little feeties, do you think? <laughs> yes. They need little feeties to climb through the rocks? They have to. The, the, I mean, I was picturing airborne ones and ground-based ones. Yeah. Um, the the, the ground-based ones would have the little feeties that look like giant commas or apostrophes, <laughs> you know, where like that are sort of attached to to a, to an axle. And they, uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, those guys, for sure. I knew it. I like it. That's very good. Excellent. One more, I think. One more? Okay. This is under the theory category, which is a category of two. Hagfish slime space junk removal question mark depends okay. on the viscosity non-Newtonian properties of hagfish slime. Yes, I was trying to think of a of a use for hagfish slime. Now, hear me out. We, I mean, like we we all probably are on the same page here, but for the listeners, right? Space junk is a problem because it orbits at very high speeds, yep. and even small pieces of it can be very dangerous. But what if you could put up like a? And we are assuming here that 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 hagfish slime has certain non-Newtonian properties, whereby it behaves as a liquid unless it's struck by something at extremely high velocity, in which case it becomes a solid. Right, so that if you had like a giant blob of hagfish slime, uh, just kind of floating in orbit, it could be struck by pieces of of space debris, but it would stop them there inside the blob or on the surface of the blob, and they would no longer be orbiting. At, you know, like they would no longer be a danger to something like the ISS. They would just be um, stuck to the blob. Essentially, you would you would then have to figure out a way to deorbit the blob. Don't get me wrong. You've got this. Katamari ball of hagfish yeah. slime in orbit. It's well, okay, just collecting more mass <laughs> yes. until it cracks into the ISS. Oh no! Yes. See, that's like so. If you if you fall and you hit water from a height of height, it's like hitting concrete. Is yes. it the same way with hagfish blob? It'd be like hitting a comet, but it's just made of slime. So I mean, that's that's the part that I don't know. Uh, yeah, I, I don't do know anything about, the, about the, the, the the physical properties of, of hagfish slime. But uh, but because it's something that can you know like it's, it's it can be made in great quantity for very little. And That's I, true. They like, make so much slime. It's, it's so gross. It's super gross. <laughs> like, it, it, like something that, that that gets made at that volume has to be good for something. Mm. Like, you know, I mean, aside from what the hagfish is for, like it's got to be good for us. We we need to be able to harness this somehow. And that was the only thing I could think. There's got to be a term for the kind of hubris that assumes that everything can be harnessed for our use. <laughs> <laughs> An extreme anthropocentrism. I think. Anthropocentric utilitarianism. There we go. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> but so, yeah, so that was that was the idea that I had. And I, yeah, I don't know. I would need to actually talk to somebody. Anthropocentrism, I guess. Sorry. Uh, but yes. Yeah, maybe. Anyway, maybe. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm just picturing this, this giant ball of hagfish slime collecting things <laughs> until it gains its own consciousness and contacts future starship crews. 
And at, uh, at which point it at, at which point it develops. I am a fish. It it develops enough um, cognitive ability to deny us space forever. Yeah. Oh my god! You can't leave this planet. <laughs> you stay there. Think about what you've done. What were you thinking? Oh no! <laughs> and you're made of meat. <laughs> I did, yeah, I did not think that through. That's what we're here for, John. That's what this podcast is for. I love it. Uh, it's a safety valve. <laughs> I believe. I believe that we may have reached Wait, the end of our time. I got one more. I got one more. I got one more. Okay, well, I think right. we can do it. Okay, okay. This one comes from a listener in your reviews section on iTunes. What? Well, have you guys looked at this one? Yeah, it was a review left on five seventeen twenty nineteen. And it says, free idea, since you guys asked, edible popsicle sticks. This is from Silver Morph. You finish your popsicle, then you can eat the stick as well. Bonus points if it's made of some taffy-like substance that gets more edible slash chewable as it warms up. So it's rigid while it's encased in ice, but chewy when it's exposed. This is amazing. That's a dope idea. What genius I have. Who is this? I've been lax in checking the iTunes reviews. Is there a first name, last initial? No, it's just Silver Morph. Silver Morph, thank you. Yeah, oh my god. You know what problem this also solves? Hmm. My dog finding my discarded popsicle sticks and eating them <laughs> and leaving little splinters of wood all over the house. Oh, she doesn't get any of that anymore. I get to eat the delicious You taffy. get the whole thing. Fuck yeah. Uh, there was a candy product, was there not, that was like, it was like a powder and a stick that you would dip, the, you would like uh. lick the stick and dip it into the powder and you could eat the powder, but the stick itself was also edible, was it not? Yeah, but you could do that with anything. It's true. I mean, you could stick a, one of those chocolate dipped coffee stirrer things in powder. And... Yeah, but the, but the stick that I'm remembering was, yeah, it was some kind of dense, like compressed candy-like powder substance. I guess the two the two things you'd need to worry about are how what's the word I'm looking for how brittle it is when it's frozen yeah mm. um, that is a concern like whether it can bear the weight yes. of a full popsicle yes tensile strength and frangibility that's are, the word I was looking for I was thinking friable frangible those are yeah those are those are definitely concerns but that is still a brilliant idea yeah. Well, shit. I, I, I'm, I'm just glad that we got another review. Yeah. <laughs> Silvermore, thank you for your contribution. Yes. You've got a confidence. <laughs> Hell yes. Thanks, friend. <laughs> Amazing. Hey, thank you for bringing that to the podcast. You're so welcome. Since we're delinquent in our in, review reading responsibilities. Indeed, indeed. Do, do, do. Well, I think that's this is the perfect time then to pivot into the next part of the yeah. show, wherein we either showcase an idea from our guest or give a terrible recommendation. Kate, do you have any of either? Oh my god! I mean, if you don't, it's okay because I think I do. Okay, if you do, please go. This is, I have a terrible recommendation slash good great recommendation, which is as follows: If you are a person who has to blow your nose a lot, like you're you're um, you're ill mm-hmm. and you're getting that kind of like chapped feeling around mm-hmm. your nose. Go out to Target or wherever and buy yourself a tube of Aquaphor, which mm-hmm. is, it's a baby oh, product yeah. for kind of like moisturizing. It's basically just petroleum jelly. But it's like fancy petroleum mm-hmm. jelly. It's like not, it's like a level above Vaseline somehow. Get some of that and smear it on. How is this a terrible recommendation? Well, because it, it what you end up having to do is, um, <laughs> I, I mean, I have kind of like a little jar uh-huh. with a sort of like a, a, a slug of it that I sort of squeezed uh. out. 
and it looks like snot. It's, yeah. got, it looks like I've got a jar of snot mm, on my yeah. desk. But what you it's there for? Probably also want to like mark one for nostrils and one for everything else. <laughs> well, that's the thing. If you squeeze out a big enough amount, you know, into whatever container you've got, right? Then you can you know that that's just your nose aquifer, right? Um, yeah, I, yeah. But it's important not to cross those streams. Agreed. <laughs> Agreed. But yeah, that. That's my terrible recommendation. So I just always use the, the Kleenex that has lotion in it. I, Same net effect for me, I think. I, I should probably look into that. But, you know, I mean, I get um, I get the tissues from Target that come in the in the boxes that, that are they're really good. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're not as, like, they're not super scratchy. But for some reason, I feel bad getting the lotion ones. And I don't know why. <laughs> John, I love that you specified the kind of tissues by saying the tissues that come in the boxes from Target, which is all of them. That's all, John, missing, that's all of them. You're missing a hand gesture, which sort of suggested that it was a large and fancy box, I think. Ah, uh, yes. gotcha. <laughs> you also missed the hand gestures for applying Aquaphor to your nostrils. Yes. Podcasting, a visual medium. Yeah. It's, um, it's, it's the Target Ultra Soft tissues. Um, they're, they're basically they've, they've, they're, they're, they're soft and they they're, um, they don't tear easily, but they're cheaper than Kleenex and they don't have the lotion in them. So. Target, if you want to sponsor us, we'll take <laughs> we'll take payment in, in tissues. Frankly, I, I would because I for some reason have to use a lot of them. Allergies are just a fucking killer this year. Yeah, which is weird because there's less bugs. You think that less bugs would mean less pollination, but the, the bug the plants are just going insane. Didn't I read? I, I feel like I get everything from your <laughs> newsletter now, but the, the the story about how they are planting more male trees because then there are less, there are fewer seed pods to clean up, but that contributes to having oh more God. pollen in the no air. No fucking there way. Are male trees. I I don't think I posted that. I one. swear to God, that was through you. I mean, uh, I, it's I've posted so many articles in that newsletter that it's possible. Yeah. Um, well, the, the, uh, it was, and I didn't, and I honestly only skimmed it, but it was that cities choose to plant male trees because female trees will drop seed pods that have to be cleaned up, but the trade-off there is that you get much more pollen. Huh. And I wonder if there are fewer bugs, if more of that pollen is just drifting around. I don't know. I don't know either. On that note, we should tell everybody where you can be found on the internet. For me, it's super easy thanks to my friend Jen, who is Jennifer Marie on Twitter. You can find links to all of my stuff, my Twitter, my Instagram, my newsletter, uh, all in one place at flavor.country. Go there now. It's super easy for me, too, but that's because I don't want you to talk to me, except on Twitter at Besha, B-E-S-H-A. I appreciate boundaries. That's nice. Yeah. Uh, I can be found online at katesdollarhide.com, which has a list of all the short stories I've published, all like six of five or six of them, and then all the video games I've worked on, which at this point is becoming a list, which is pretty dope, uh, yeah. or on Twitter at Kate D. That's K-E-I-G-H-T-D-E-E. Hell yes. If you haven't yet, go ahead and subscribe to this show by searching for Idea Factory Giveaway in your podcast app of choice and let John know if it doesn't pop up. If you're already there, go ahead and leave us a five-star rating and or a nice review. That would help us out a lot. If you've already done that and you shared your idea in your review on iTunes, why not tell a friend about us? Why not tell many friends? Why not tell a plurality of friends? (laughs) Thanks for listening. And remember, if you've heard that you like... Go ahead and do it. I just want credit. Hello? Hello? Hello?